It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I recently got an email from Mike Cohn that really resonated with me. He started off the email. Now, this is where it gets interesting. I don't want to give you a title yet, but he started off the email. What would you think if I told you that in over 20 years of working on Agile projects, I've never delivered late? Now, that made me think. He goes on to say, would you think I'm lying, lucky, delusional, bragging, padded the schedules like crazy? He said, nope, none of the above. Now, it makes this interesting for me as I was just having this conversation with some friends at a private workshop that I did this past week. We were discussing sizing projects correctly and how to handle inbound work and strategies and techniques you could use. And I made the comment that I don't remember the last time I delivered a project late. I don't remember the last time I've delivered anything late. And I received a similar response. There was a little bit of shock, a little bit of dismay, a little bit of disbelief. But he goes on to say, what I was doing is taking advantage of Agile's ability to make trade-offs between scope, scope and schedule. Whenever I was on a project that could not be delivered by that deadline that we've been assigned, uh, we would cut scope. We then deliver by the planned date, but with a reduced scope. And I can't tell you how many times in class I tell people that if you have a choice between extending the date or reducing the scope, that you should always focus on reducing scope. Because in many cases, extending the date, once you do that, you can't go back. Time's rather annoying that way. But if you reduce the scope, you can always deliver additional scope later. So it just makes sense. So in essence, you're never late. But in some facet, Many may say you underdelivered. Now, I don't know that I necessarily agree that you underdelivered. I mean, technically you did, but at the same time, you delivered the correct amount based on what was available to be delivered at the time when time was at the essence. He says, no one wants you to deliver less than what the stakeholders hope for, but stakeholders almost always want more than can be delivered by whatever deadline that they propose. I suspect it's human nature to want more than we can have. I went to dinner last night at one of my favorite local restaurants. I wanted more than I could have. Seven of the eight entrees on the menu sounded delicious. I had to choose only one. I guess I'm being a bit silly about never being late by cutting scope to meet the deadline. I don't advocate cutting, I don't advocate cutting scope when doing so can be avoided. But I am quite serious about the benefit of being able to do so when need be. Knowing that a team can deliver something, even if it's less than what was hoped for by a deadline, is helpful because it removes a big risk from the project. Now, I totally 100% agree with that assessment. I don't go on promoting saying, hey, when you, whenever you're in doubt, just cut scope. Uh, that doesn't, get, <laughs> doesn't go over very well with executive leadership, right? But what I do promote or espouse is if you give me a date and say that the date is the main metric that I need to meet, if you come to me and say, come Hades or high water, I need this by no later than May of next year, then I'm going to deliver by May of next year. And you're going to get something by May of next year. And it's going to be 85% or more of what you asked for, as long as what you're asking for is a reasonable amount of scope. The truth is, as we go, oftentimes we'll discover that Maybe there's some scope that we didn't need that we thought we originally did. Or maybe we'll discover that there's a new technology or new needs that arise. 
And I never want to pigeonhole myself to be in a position where we can't pivot or make adjustments or do those types of things. So I think what Mike's saying here is definitely on the right track. He goes back in time a little bit here and says, during my pre-agile days, I remember worrying if we could fully integrate the pieces of a product in time to make a deadline. This meant as a project manager, I was worried about, will we have enough functionality by the deadline? Will we have anything usable at all by the deadline? With Agile, the later concern completely goes away. An Agile team with enough experience running sprints or iterations will have something by the deadline. They'll have something to deliver. Will it be enough? Who knows? But at least I can focus on uh, my worry. Uh, I can focus all my all of my worry towards that alone. Uh, and, and I think that you know you shouldn't even be worried. To be perfectly honest, if you're delivering the most you possibly can, and you're working hard, and what you're delivering, and here we go. I think for years, my and audience that uh, people have been focused or dedicated focus so much on output that they've forgotten the whole outcome over output piece. And they, they're delivering all the output, hoping to achieve a certain outcome, when in actuality, they should be focused on the outcome with as little output as possible. And if you can do that, that's when you're going to see some direction. And that's when you're going to see people get excited about the product or service that you're building. Um, one of the best things about Agile is that increased visibility into progress it creates. If a team is trending toward under-delivery, the trend should be apparent early enough that expectations can be lowered or other things can be tried to meet functionality goals. One of the things that I strongly recommend in all my workshops and coaching sessions is a concept of a red light, green light report, which is a constant visual indicator that shows leaders and stakeholders and anyone involved in a product or project, which items are in the green phase, meaning they, they guaranteed they're going to be delivered, they will be there. Yellow phase, meaning they're at risk. And then red phase, meaning that, sorry, we just don't have enough time to get those things done. And what happens over the time of the course of the project is that the yellow at risk category reduces until you either have features that are in a product or out of a product. But the advantage here is that you can provide visibility to leadership and to others so that they can get a good idea of what scope should be included without having to ping other people or attend certain meetings or do things that fall outside of their comfort zone. They should have a way to easily be able to look at a visual indicator and know exactly what's going on. Because after all, we're all hustling to deliver everything and to do it on time. But when a deadline just can't be met with all the desired functionality, the right course is often to reduce the scope somehow. Uh, release what you have and resume the work of, of the most important drop scope. Even though projects have been managed over the years that have indeed under-delivered, air quotes, being able to deliver on time with reduced scope is certainly one of the keys to help you succeed with Agile. What I can tell you is wisdom here is beyond measure. I have seen many, many organizations struggle recently with the whole concept of, but we have to have it all, right? And, and that's not true. It, it, even though you may feel like it's true, if you have a way to break things down and focus on your must-have high-priority items and make sure you're getting enough wood likes in to keep the customer engaged and just work your way through uh, the must-have, should-have, could-haves, what you're eventually going to find is that you are going to be delivering the highest value pieces to the consumer sooner, as well as the ones that provide them with the oh-wow moment. And that's going to be enough to keep them sustained until you can crank out the rest of that product or project, just like you planned on doing at a later date, but then you can focus only on the pieces 
that make the most sense and remain the highest priority. That's going to do it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, remember you can always reach out to us, learn more at agiledad.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.